So a lot of people ask me what the financial retirement planning process looks like. And so in this episode, we get a chance to walk through the process. Welcome back to our podcast, everyone. Uh, we have a really good episode for you today. It is all around what Morgan just said, the, the financial planning pro process that we implement. And we get the question all the time, how does this work? What all information do you guys need? How long does this take? And, and what's your process? So we brought on um, a large part of the team here, uh, Nick Hymanson and uh, Taylor Wolverton. They are here. They're part of the team. And it does take a team to walk through this whole process. And you're going to learn as we go through this episode, man, they do quite a bit in between these visits and there's a lot of value that's delivered. So we wanted to kind of show you, uh, show you it so that you can, you know, decide, do I need to go through this myself? Yeah. And we do cover a lot, just like Merce said. So if you are listening to this and thinking, my goodness, that was good information, but I can't remember it all. All you have to do is go to our website, pomwealth.net, go to the blog page. We have a blog article written on this. It has all of those steps written out for you very, very nicely. So please check that out. Also, if it, you decide, hey, I'd like to ha have a quick conversation about this, you just go to the top right-hand corner of the website, click on schedule a call. Uh, you'll have our calendar come up. You can schedule a 15-minute call. It's absolutely no obligation. It's complimentary. Myself or Merce would love to be able to get on the phone and chat with you about this particular topic or any topic you want to talk about whatsoever. Um, and I believe that's all we got to say before we get this disclosure. That's right. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to our Secure Your Retirement podcast. Today is a very special episode. Mm -hmm. We're going to kind of take you through our financial planning process, really from an uh, A to Z. Um, and uh, we get the question all the time, like, how does this look? How does it work? To be able to really help us to do that, we have special guests with us. We have Nick, who is here in our office, and we have Taylor, who it works with all of uh, our clients as well. But she does that all the way from Salt Lake City, Utah. But she drove. Nah, she flew here. She came on all the way for this episode and to be able to spend some time with us. So thank you, Taylor, for coming all the way out just for this special episode. She did yeah, pick pretty good weather. She did. She did. <laughs> All right. So here's kind of the premise of this particular episode. What we get a lot of times is somebody who maybe has worked with a financial planner, financial advisor sometime in the past. Maybe they never have. And they go, what does this look like? What's that process look like? So we have Morgan with us on this episode and Morgan's going to really be our moderator and kind of interview us as to how this whole thing works. So that's kind of the, the setup for today so that you can understand from A to Z how this all works. So Morgan, get us started. So let's assume someone has learned about us via the website. They've seen our book. They've, you know, 
somehow have learned about us and they're ready to be introduced. Um, and, and how would they go about then Taylor getting ready to do that? How would they prepare for a personalized introduction meeting? Yeah. So first thing that we'll have someone do is fill out what we call our financial snapshot. And we send that over as a questionnaire through email and it has a bunch of information and questions about things like if you're currently working, what your level of income is, and if you're going to take Social Security in the future, what your estimated benefits going to be, or if you're taking Social Security now, what your pension is, all throughout your current financial situation. That will help us get to know you a little bit better and figure out where we can help you with our services. What if somebody's not quite ready to share all of their information with us? Does that work? Yeah. So, um, Merce, I'll let you handle that one since uh, you you uh, have been around for a long time. So, when it comes to someone that is, and we understand, right? It's it's your 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 money that you've taken time to build up over thirty some odd years, and to uh, go into a meeting with usually a complete stranger. Uh, and be able to give them everything. We understand the apprehension around that. Uh, but on the flip side of the coin, you got to understand that as a financial planner and and the way that our firm operates, um, we have to know quite a bit to be able to make a decent recommendation. Uh, so we do operate. I, I'm a CFP, Raiden's a CFP, Nick's a CFP, Taylor's one too. And so as CFPs, we have to operate under this fiduciary standard. Fiduciary, by the way, pretty much means that we are going to put our client's interest ahead of our own. And the only way to do that, the only way to make a decent recommendation, the only way to give guidance going forward is we need all the information uh, really that we can, that we need that is pertinent to the conversation. So if someone is not willing to share account values with us, or, or if they uh, don't want to discuss some property that they have or something like that, well, I'll tell you, it starts to raise a little bit of a red flag for us um, because there's a lot of things that go into all these elements of financial planning. And it's it's one of those things where obviously, yeah, we need to take time to build up the trust to understand each other. And uh, But on our side of the table, if we can't get the data, at the end of the day, the data is what is going to help us make the best recommendation possible. Um, then there, there's there's holes in that data. Then we start to have issues on you know, making projections, understanding your risk levels, uh, being able to make a proper recommendation as far as what investment strategy do we want to be utilizing. So if we don't know all all the chips on the table, then it makes it very difficult. And so we it ultimately that ends up being a, a separate conversation of, hey, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Client, where do we want this in- engagement to really go? Yeah. I just wanted to add, you know, kind of piggyback on a little bit about how Taylor opened it up because she talked about all these different pieces that we need. And if you think about our our process, we we get some basic information. Obviously, we want to know who you are, your date of birth, uh, you know, some just basic, basic information. But then we kind of get right into this idea of, well, give us an idea of where your accounts are and what type of account. So I just thought I'd ask Nick, if you could take us through this, because you've you've worked a lot with us as well on the, around this data gathering. Could you kind of tell us like maybe describe what are the different types of accounts that people would be submitting and why it's important to know what those different kind of accounts are? Yeah, so um, some of the more common accounts are, you know, IRA accounts and Roth IRAs. You have 401ks that you might have built up for, for decades in the past. Um, those are 
probably the most common ones, but you can have brokerage accounts, whether that's an individual brokerage or a joint account. Um, and then you also may have, you know, different annuity accounts. So those can be um, at different insurance companies in the form of an IRA or a Roth IRA or um, a non-qualified account as well. Um, so there's a whole bunch of different accounts that you can have. Some are more common than others, but at the end of the day, it's important to to get the specific type of account um, so that we know kind of how to build our recommendation, what to build our recommendation off of and, and how to help going forward. Yeah. And I think on top of that, it's also just a good exercise for the the person that is trying to get some advice. Because I'll tell you, Raiden and I, we've seen so many times where uh, a person doesn't know what the balance of that one account was where they worked for that company 10 or 15 years ago. And, and so an old 401k or they haven't really looked at how an account is allocated as far as from an investment perspective. So I think it's a good exercise, not just to get all the data to us and the information to us, but also just to take a step back and look at what you have done so far to get to where you are and, and the different, um, you know, the different pieces of the puzzle that have come together over time. Usually that's a pretty remarkable thing that you can look back and say, wow, I did all this. Yeah. And I think Morgan, you set this up and said, okay, I'm thinking about meeting with you. So just to kind of clarify, we we will we really work off of what we call a three appointment process. And so what we're describing right now is kind of getting ready for that first appointment. Yeah. And so I think you asked the question, what if I don't want to share some things or that's not so for the initial conversation, if we've got we I always say, give me the basics of of your of your picture, meaning I don't need to know it to the penny. But we need to have an idea of about what those accounts are, or the different types of accounts Nick just talked about. And we need to know their tax classification just so we can have a basic conversation. Um, and we're going to go through this worksheet. Now, if you don't have this available when you ready when you come in, we can do this together. So don't worry about that. But now I just kind of wanted to set the basis in that initial conversation that we have. It's really kind of this idea of, are we a good fit for each other? So yes, this is important information. We're going to either ask you to have it for us ahead of time, or we're going to do it while you're here with us. Okay. So we've kind of covered the accounts. Um, and and again, I'm, I'm working off this first appointment because we're going to come back to those accounts for the second appointment. But for right now, we're just trying to get our baselines. So I think the next area that we start to go into is our income part of the of the snapshot. So Taylor, would you mind kind of breaking down the different types of income somebody might be telling us about on this, just so we've got an idea? Yeah. So if you're still working and you haven't retired yet, then we're going to want to know what your current salary is at your job. And if you have retired and if you're taking social security, then we're going to ask about what your current social security benefits are. Or if you have not started Social Security yet, then there is a way to find out what that future benefit is going to be. So we can help you answer questions about when the optimal time to begin Social Security might be, depending on your unique situation. So your current income from your salary, if you're working, Social Security, if you also have a pension or are planning to start a pension in the future, then we'll want to find out what that amount looks like so that that can be considered as part of your income available to you to cover your expenses in retirement and then any other type of income that you have from maybe like the sale of a business if that's part of your plan or from like rental properties that you have then we'll also consider any rental income that you have 
So we know what we have saved so far and we know what we have coming in. I'm assuming there's also going to be some information about what we have going out, what we're spending, right? Yeah, exactly. We'll also want to get an idea of what your current living expenses are. If you have any debt obligations, like if you're still paying a mortgage or an auto loan or things like that, if you have kids going to college or grandkids that you want to pay for their college expenses, then we want to know about those types of things. And then also we can have a conversation with you about your goals in retirement. If you want to travel or do other things with your retirement savings, donate to charity, whatever that looks like for you, or have home renovations, redo your kitchen or your bathroom, whatever, then we also plan those so that we also get an idea of what your future expenses might be if they're not regular and consistent right now. I hope that you are enjoying the show. By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. Yeah, and I would say that that category of understanding your spending is usually one of the more difficult ones. And I'll, I'll paint you a little picture. Um, you know, a lot of people that come to us, they're close to retirement or maybe already retired, but a lot of times they uh, say you're close to retirement, you're making good money. And, and now you're starting to say, I need to figure out this whole retirement thing, but you're making good money. You're paying the bills and you don't really pay all that much attention to, well, what are the dollars that are going out of the door and in what categories are they? And, are, and, and it makes you kind of take a step back and you got to understand where you're spending because what we see it all the time when someone flips from their accumulation phase of life into retirement. Um, and you don't have that employer that's paying your 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 paycheck anymore, uh, and it's really all about what you've done to save and build up for retirement, you start to really think about, well, do I need this line item in the budget or can we cut it? Because the worry, no matter what, no matter if you've got 500000 saved up for retirement or $10 million saved for retirement, a lot of times the worry is the same that, am I going to have enough? Am I going to run out of money? So I think the earlier someone starts evaluating not just how much they have today, but also what's going to be going out the door when they do fully retire, uh, makes the plan so much more well thought out and more precise. Yeah. So we're almost through with uh, your question here, Morgan. You, you, ask, you ask a really big question. Yeah. So as we go through the, uh, the, the snapshot, we've kind of gone now through all the financial stuff. Now we have some other categories that we're going to want to talk through. And one of those is the estate plan. Uh, we'll ask people about how how much have they done? Have they done a will? Have they done a trust? How old is it? Uh, was it done in a different state? Uh, do you do your own taxes? Uh, what are your goals? Do you have any specific goals? Taylor mentioned a couple about redoing a kitchen. Sometimes people say, I've got this dream vacation we've been waiting for. And uh, it's going to be, you know, this this is going to be a big expense for us, but it, we've been dreaming about it. And whenever we hit that retirement, we're going to do it. And it's going to be a little bit more on the expensive side because we're going to go a lot of places and be gone for a while. So we need to build that in. So once we have all of that conversation uh, or enough of that information to say, hey, here's kind of the conversation. Now, now we can really start to say, all right, what do we want to do with that? 
and how do we want to start putting it together? Um, and typically in that first visit, what we're doing is saying, here's here's how we work. And I mean, very briefly, this is what we tell people, every person, is that we really kind of work in the very beginning by building a um, retirement-focused financial plan. That's why we need all this data. Uh, then we're going to say, look, once we know that, we'll talk about investments. We'll talk about insurance. We'll talk about income planning. We'll talk about investment planning. We're going to really kind of go all the way through. So now we got this sheet, right? So we're, we've kind of got this information. That's really kind of the first appointment. So what's your next question? Well, so then I know that it will look like after that, as far as we've done our homework, we've got our appointment set. You'll receive a call from our office to confirm for the next day, and then you'll come into the office and then have that visit, right? That's right. So once we get through with that visit, though, at this point, uh, we've kind of we got a good picture. And I think at that point is when people say, yeah, you know what? I do like you guys or I don't. But look, most of the time we <laughs> hope you say you do. And and we say we like you, too. And so we're kind of now moving on to the next date. And that next date is really our second visit. OK. And what does that look like? And what do I need to do to prepare between or what would a person need to do to prepare for that? Yeah. So I'm going to say this, the person really doesn't have to do much at all at this point, but there is some key data that in addition to what we've got already that we're going to need next. So we got a lot we're going to spend with Taylor on as far as uh, building out the plan. But Nick, well, I just want to have you address real quick. What is some of the information that we need to get so that Taylor is going to have everything she needs to really build out that financial plan? Because right now we've just kind of got the snapshot. So there's some actual documents that we're going to need. Could you walk us through what those documents would be? Yeah, absolutely. So um, what really helps us out in, in creating that financial plan are, are specific account statements. Um, so wherever the assets are currently held, um, whatever custodian that is, that could be Charles Schwab, that could be TD Ameritrade, um, wherever else that is, um, it's really helpful to get the, the, the most recent statement um, of the account. And then it's also helpful for us to get um, most recent tax return as well. Um, so in our preparation for creating the financial plan, doing analysis on your specific tax return and tax situation, um, and then any other, you know, statements, 401k statements um, that you may have that are recent are also extremely helpful for us creating that plan and beginning to formulate that recommendation um, throughout our meeting. So all then right. it gets all turned over to Taylor. Yeah. So now at this point, it's whenever Taylor goes to work, uh, in addition to what's already been done. So Taylor, could you just kind of walk us through what you do with all that? Yeah. And before you do that also, let me interject and say, let me be the person that Morgan was earlier of, well, why do you, why do I need to give you these statements? Why do I need to give you my tax return? That's very personal information. What are you going to get out of this that I don't already see, or that, you know, is going to become relevant in our next, in our next visit together? Yeah, so this is the fun part for me because I get to go through all of the account statements and we build out two things from those. One, we want to verify the balances of your account. So we make sure that we have the right information to base off of what your assets are so that we can make appropriate recommendations to move forward. But we also will go through and look at what the in what the holdings are in each of your account and what exactly you're invested in, what funds or if they're ETFs or mutual funds or single company stocks, we want to know what you're invested in because part of what we're preparing on our end is an analysis of those holdings so that we know what your current risk exposure is like because that will be part of our recommendations moving forward is how to 
make an investment that's appropriate for the amount of risk that you want to have as part of your retirement plan. So we'll do an analysis on all of the holdings within your investment accounts from the statements that you upload to us as part of our data gathering process. And then also just verify those amounts as part of your retirement focused financial plan. And for the tax returns as well, we'll take those and do an analysis on your tax returns to look for opportunities for tax planning and observations and looking forward, not just for the past years of your tax returns that have already been filed, but for different moves that we could possibly make to help you with your tax situation moving forward as part of our recommendations. So that's what we're looking for from your account statements and also your tax returns so that we can have a conversation on those topics as part of your next meeting. I can't remember if it was mentioned or not, but how do I get these documents to you? Yeah, so we'll send an email out. Right now it's been coming from me and we have like a little portal where you can securely upload all of your statements and just we will be able to access those so it is secure. All right. So just to paint a little bit of a picture here, uh, Nick, could you kind of walk us through, you know, what, what's the, what's, what's the client going to get when they come in? So now they come in and Taylor's been doing all this work to get everything ready and putting it into our, our financial planning software. What's that going to look like to a person when they come in? How's that going to feel? What are they going to see? Yeah. So during that second appointment, um, we will go through the entire your entire financial plan. Um, so like Raiden said, once we've put all of the document, well, once we've taken all of the data and put that into our financial planning software, we'll go and walk through each and every step um, of that plan with you, make any tweaks that we need to make, um, updates that you see, expense um, expenses, income, and make any changes that you'd like to see and even different scenarios that you'd like to see. Um, so we'll walk you through each step um, of that process in the meeting. And then at the end of the meeting, whatever you'd like to take home, you're free to take home. So whether that's um, different scenarios, whether that's a printout of the entire financial plan, we can print it out or we can send it straight to you um, securely. Um, and so we do that a lot of the time. So um, it's really walking through each and every step of the financial plan, making any adjustments that you'd like to see, um, and then that, and then giving that to you, um, and so we can, you know, progress and uh, move forward as well. Yeah, and I think I, I think when I want to add a little bit more power to what that what that experience is because. I mean, you just picture it, right? You've never sat down with a financial planner before. You've never worked with an advisor and all the questions in your head of, can I retire, you know, at 67 or whatever that age you have in your mind? Do I have enough money? What if there is a long-term care scenario? Are we able to afford it? Do we need to look at insurance? All those questions that you've been worried about and really didn't have all the answers to, they start to get answered in that visit. And we're walking you through it. Hey, here's the dollars coming in. Here's the dollars going out. Here's what we've built up to work with. And then we take it to this final spreadsheet that ultimately we start to see a huge sigh of relief from a lot of people that we work with. And it brings it all in and on one nice little sheet that says, here's where we are today. Here's the assets that we have. And, and here's how we progress down in our, in our years. And we like to take it out to age 90, 95, 100, whatever you want to look at. And it, at, by the end of that, that I would say part one of the second appointment, um, 
you've already got someone who feels that there's been a lot of value that's been delivered because now I've got some quite some answers to the questions that I've had for a long time of, Hey, can I, can I retire? What's social security going to look like for me? How much are we going to be able to spend in retirement? Things like that. So it's, it's pretty cool feeling being as an advisor on the other side of the table, being able to deliver that. And we're not even working with the person yet. So it sounds like a lot of information you're taking in from that appointment. How do you move forward from that? Do I need to make a decision at that point or what do I need to do after that appointment? So that I go back to, I say that's part one of the visit. And we've already, we spent about 20 to 30 minutes on part one of the visit. Um, part two now goes into what Taylor was talking about that we um, uh, have put together as far as a risk analysis. And I'll let Taylor chime in on this, but basically she's done some work as far as understanding, uh, you know, what is in those statements? What investments are we in? And then we also have a risk conversation that says, well, forget about how we're invested today. What does our gut tell us about how we feel about risk? And um, Taylor, if you want to talk to the the differences that we see sometimes on how someone's invested versus how they feel like they should be invested. Yeah. So part of what we'll do when we're meeting with you and talking about your current risk exposure and the difference between what you're currently invested in and what maybe you would like to be invested in is we'll go through a questionnaire with you to get an idea of how much risk you want to tolerate in retirement. And then we can kind of compare what you want to where you are currently invested to give us an idea of some of the changes that we might need to make for you as part of your retirement financial plan so that we can better align where you currently are with where you want to be as far as your risk exposure in your investment accounts. Yeah, I think what we do here that's a little bit different is I always tell people, if you've ever done this before, a lot of times there's a questionnaire you get and it's kind of like, you know, do you go to Vegas on the weekends and and bet everything on, you know, one type of of, of gamble that, that you would take over the weekend and people, it's obscure. What we do is actually look at the numbers. So we say, hey, if you got a million dollars and it were down 10%, somebody might immediately say, ah, it's not that bad until we show them it's down $100,000. And then they go, whoa, I don't want to be down $100,000. Oh, if you're down 20%, that's $200,000. Definitely can't handle that. So we basically walk them through those real numbers. And then somebody comes up with, with their number and they go, look, at this point, whatever that might be, so let's say it was 10%. At 10%, yeah, I'm starting to get a, a nervous, so I don't want to lose more than 10%. Well, then we take them and we show them what their real risk is on their current investments, and they go, oh, my goodness, I didn't realize I was that risky uh, in my investments. And then we talk about how did it go last year? I mean, we that's an easy one this year because last year the markets were down 20%, so people go, yeah, I was down 20% too. And uh, I just didn't think about it from the dollars perspective. And so th that that is eye-opening to a lot of folks when we get to that point. So now what we've done is we've kind of we've kind of worked all the way through this information. And at this point is where we say, all right, we're going to send you the financial plan. We're going to send you the data of what we've put together thus far. And now what we're doing is, is we say, look, we want you to take a break at this point. Go home, look at what we're going to send you. And then we come back together for a strategy meeting. And the strategy meeting is saying, how do we kind of start to look at this? How do we, how do, we do that? Um, and I'm just going to say that we do it in a couple of different ways. One of the things that we do is a bucket sheet. And in that bucket sheet, it it's breaks this into three buckets. So Nick, could you kind of take us through what that bucket sheet looks like and, and as a part of the strategy? 
Yeah. So um, the to start with the bucket sheet, we start with basically three different buckets. Um, and, and usually we're typically drawing this on the board so that so that, um, whoever we're meeting with can see it um, in person and, and uh, visually, it's a lot easier to see. Um, so you start with um, either a cash, you start with a cash bu a bucket, a safety bucket, and then a growth bucket. Um, and to kind of break those down step by step, the cash bucket is really anything that you feel, or uh, the amount of cash that you feel comfortable holding. Um, so for everyone, um, that may be different. You know, some people like to hold um, a lot in cash just for emergencies. Some people are typically holding um, smaller amounts. So that's per person to person. That's a completely personal choice. Um, and and as long as that doesn't really negatively affect the plan in any way, um, typically it won't. And that's um, just a number that we have as part of the bucket sheet overall. Um, that second bucket is the safety or income bucket, um, and that's set basically for safety or income in the future. Um, and that's basically a few different products that we recommend as part of the strategy meeting to kind of hold in that bucket and provide safe and reliable income throughout your retirement. Um, and then the third bucket is the growth bucket, and that's really set um, to grow throughout your retirement. The goal there is basically to have that money so that you don't have to you you can but you don't um, need to tap into it throughout your retirement and um, typically that will be liquid if you need it um, but really the goal of that growth bucket is to grow and um, throughout you know the 20 some odd years and then um, your safety bucket will take care of your income during retirement so those are the three different buckets um, and we kind of basically form our recommendation around those three. Yeah. So Merce, uh, you know, we've over the years, I've been doing this for 22 years. Merce has been with me now for uh, uh, 11 or 12 years. How long? How long? 11 years. 11 years. So uh, we, we, we started using this bucket strategy just to make things simple. So I just want to ask you, Merce, what are you seeing from folks as we started using this as to how they, how they get it and how, how valuable it is to them? Yeah. I think in one word, it's clarity. Um, clarity on how things are positioned and and you know and confidence as well as how this plan can actually function. A lot of times, again, doesn't matter how much money you got. It's one of those things where uh, until you see it on a screen, until you see it uh, mapped out for you, it's hard to imagine that whatever money you've built up is going to last as long as you need it to. So once we show this this cash bucket, this safety and income bucket, and then this growth bucket and help someone understand, again, personalized to them, right? You may have someone that, and we see all types of situations, you may have someone that's got all the, all the income that they need, uh, discretionary income that they need is covered through their social security or their pension. And and so they they've got a really good situation. So their their bucket sheet is going to look a little bit different than someone else who has no pension and um, and just has to rely on Social Security. They're going to need to draw on their assets a little bit more. And so being able to kind of put those three categories together and being able to show someone in a very simplistic manner, this is not. We don't want this to be complicated. Yeah, the investing side of things can be complicated. The uh, the income side of things can be complicated, but if the if the strategy and if if the client can understand the why, why do we put money in this bucket versus this bucket, and they can talk about it in conversation to their friends and family, uh, all of a sudden it 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 sits very well. And um, I think there's a lot of power to that, right? There's a, some you know some that would use a 20, 30, 40, 50 page financial plan. 
And we all know what happens with that plan. You look at it once or you're, it's presented to you once and then you never look at it again because it was just too overwhelming. This bucket sheet that we end up using as a recommendation and then as a final deliverable, uh, it's a one-page snapshot of what your life is going to look like. And we're updating that year after year after year. Because in our opinion, at the end of the day, a financial plan, it is, it's moving. It is not set in stone. It is flexible because we know life happens. We know situations happen. Um, and so we want, we need something that can be nimble with that as well. All right, Morgan, we gave you a lot. Any yeah. other questions? Well, I feel like these tools, this visualization, uh, visual, visualization and all these conversations are going to help you come to a, a pretty good decision. What do you do after you've, you've taken all this information in? Yeah. So I think, you know, we, you know, we try to keep these, uh, these episodes at around the 30 minute mark, just because we don't want it to be overwhelming, but here's where we are. I mean, at this point, a person has a a pretty good idea of how things are at least going to get started, but it is just the beginning. It is just the start of where we are in this journey through and uh, to and through retirement. And so what we're going to do, uh, we're going to come back together because I've got more questions. I think Morgan's got more questions for all of us around this idea. Okay, well, I'm here. I, I, you've given me all this. So now what do I do next? And and where do I go? And how do, if I become a client, what does it look like then? And, and how do I take all of this hard work that's been put into building out this plan and building out this whole process? How do I implement it? And what does the implementation look like? And how long does it take to implement? And how long am I going to be having this thing uh, monitored? And what does that look like? So we're going to walk you through that in our next episode when we all get together. Uh, just so you know, if you're looking for that, it'll be the end of the next month. Uh, so in a few episodes, but we're going to walk you back through all of those different aspects. So I just want to say thank you very much, Nick and Taylor, for coming on, the special guest uh, with us here on these on this episode. And uh, your uh, insight has been very helpful on, on making sure we clearly understand what it means to build a financial plan. So thank you. Thank you to Merce and Morgan for all the great questions. All right, everybody, have a great uh, week. We will talk to you again next Monday. All right, everyone. That wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.